Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Good evening. Welcome to Twilight Tonic. This is Dee Dee Moonflyer. And tonight we have a wonderful interview with a friend, teacher, mentor, and sister of mine, Artemis Marat from Washington, D.C. She is an established dancer of amazing feats who has things published all over on Romani dance and spiritual dance. Welcome, Artemis. Hi, Dee Dee. Thank you so much for inviting me. You are welcome. It is an honor of mine. I am very humbled by you. But I have a few questions for you. Sure, of course. All the years that you have danced, one thing that always has fascinated me since I met you when I was in my 20s was your spiritual side of the dance. Please tell me how this all started with you. Well, I've been dancing almost 50 years, and when I first started uh, in the 70s, there wasn't a whole lot that was available about Mm -hmm. spiritual dance, and so I was learning belly dancing, Mm -hmm. and I was a baby, baby dancer, and I... I just knew, I knew that I knew that I knew that there had to be a spiritual aspect to it, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't really anywhere to go to learn about it. There were two books, one by Wozian and the other by Gurdjieff, Mm -hmm. and I read them cover to cover, and and that was fascinating, but um, there wasn't anybody to talk to about it, there wasn't anywhere I could go to mm-hmm. learn about it. So I was dancing one day in uh, my mother's living room and I just started thinking about it and I started thinking, gosh, you know, what if some of the ancient myths were true? What if there really was or is uh, a spiritual connection to 
to this dance that is connected to the mythologies of mm -hmm. ancient Greece. In particular, I've always been interested in that because um, my father is a Greek from Turkey, and mm -hmm. and I just love all of those uh, those stories and that culture, and it resonated with me. So there I was dancing in the in my mother's living room, and and I asked this question: What what if what if it's true? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I saw this blue flash of light, and and it was so powerful that it actually knocked me on my butt, <laughs> and um, it, it knocked me backwards. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's know, like, hello, like, I'm here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I didn't really know who was behind it or I, I didn't have um, uh, any more information except that I got an answer. <laughs> uh -huh. And so then I went on this spiritual quest and I was thinking, I, I, I was interested in uh, goddess worship, but again, there were no books about it. Uh, I, I mean, there were books about it historically, uh -huh. but not anything about it currently and I got a little distracted spiritually and and I had to explore uh, different avenues and then uh, finally I decided that I wasn't really gonna understand it yet but I was going to uh, participate in it in my own way Okay. So then when I was dancing, I just opened myself up mm -hmm. to the spirit of sacred dance. And um, I didn't call anybody by name. I didn't know who to call. Mm -hmm. um, and this wonderful feeling would sweep over me. And I felt like the dance was dancing me not that i was dancing the dance right so and i just let myself move in whatever patterns the um the spirit was taking me to so so i want to say a little bit more about that in a minute but i do want to say um that's not the best way to, to <laughs> enter into uh, um, communicating with spiritual forces because if you're just open to everything and you mm -hmm. just say, oh, you know, come on in. Right? Uh oh, yeah. Um, you know, there, there are things that you, um, that you might attract that are not in your own best interest. So I, uh, I, but I was, I was lucky, I guess, that I settled into um, uh, a, a piece about it, and I felt like I was in line with something benevolent. Mm -hmm. And so I traveled a lot. Uh, um, I, I come from a family that loves to go to other countries, mm -hmm. and um, and then eventually 
uh, as I was making my living dancing, I got to travel to places because I would go and teach. And so every place I went, I, I would draw these stick figures of, of dancers who were dancing for spiritual reasons, you know, like the ancient Dionysian um, cult members, the, the, the men, they call them the menades or menads, people say. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a particular interest to me. But just anything. I was so hungry. So if I saw anything that looked like uh, or the, the label in the museum right. said that this was a, a, a processional or a sacred dance, I would just draw pictures of it. Um, then, and I had hundreds of these little pictures. So what I did was I put them on a grid, and of course this is before there were ever computers, and I made them all the same size, Mm-hmm. And um, and I cut them out on little pieces of uh, cardstock, and I shuffled them up, and then I made um, uh, like a um, a flash book. So I pinched it on the corner, and then I fanned it out like <laughs> so that these still images looked like they were actually moving, mm-hmm. and this dance just leapt to life in front of me and I was so so excited about it and that I was laughing and crying at the same time and then I mixed them up and I did it again and I mixed them up and I did it again <laughs> because at that point I had um, been studying about the ancient dances especially in the Greco-Roman tradition um, but you know, all you see are pictures and, and you have sometimes words about it, but you don't know what it looks like when it when it's actually moving right. and people are transitioning from one position to another. And there it was right mm-hmm. in front of me. So I've just been doing it ever since. And it's added a dimension to my dance but even more, it's added a dimension to to my my spirit that it is. I mean, I can't even describe how wonderful it is to to, to have that in in my life. So, when you started to realize that, did you notice a huge change in your dance? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and I couldn't. When I was performing, um, I I was careful not to go to that place because mm-hmm. it felt like it was a private place for me to be. And um, when you're on a stage, it's you're it's uh, to try to bring something spiritual to a stage where there's an audience. Especially in those days, we were dancing in smoky nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Full, full of, um, of Middle Eastern <laughs> people, and mm-hmm. and um, it, you you know you, you and I was a young gal, and and so I had to keep my wits about me because uh-huh. it was there were some <laughs> treacherous waters there from these guys that were hanging around the nightclubs. But um, but I did uh, 
it it changed um it changed the way I moved. It changed the way I thought about things. And it also, it gave me so much joy that um, uh, it added a lot to my performance life as well as my private life. One question I've always been curious about because I believe my previous profession was a past life type of experience for me that I had to resolve in this life, how much of what you've done, the work you've done revealed, if any, has it revealed those lifetimes to you? Yeah, I, I believe in, in past lives and I, it's interesting because even though you know something in your heart, you, mm-hmm. it's nice to get validation from somebody outside of your uh, uh, uh of just you right and yeah, so <laughs> definitely so i went um to um, a couple of people who could uh tell me about my past lives without telling them anything mm-hmm. um about who i was or what i did and you know of course anybody in the uh, psychic community, they're not all gifted equally and they're not, not everybody's in it for the right reasons. Sure. But when you, when you find people who are really true, then you really want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think even some people who are, um, not as, um, as gifted as other people, it's not that they're trying to rip you off. It's just that that they're still developing their gifts. Sure. But yeah. I I did get to go to some really good people, and they uh, they told me, "Oh, you were a dancer." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I yeah, I know." Yeah. <laughs> and so I was told uh, several things. One is that I was a a dance instructor in ancient Greece on an island and it was kind of like an Atlantis kind of um, island and era mm-hmm. um, and uh, but not Atlantis and so I thought well that's really cool because I am a dance teacher and I do sacred dance and I love the Greco-Roman um, uh, 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 I, I love the, the mythology about the Greco-Roman tradition. Mm-hmm. And um, I was also told that I was uh, a drum maker in Africa. Huh. And I thought that was interesting because I'm a percussionist uh, with my finger symbols. And um, I I really think that, that it was true. And I think... I think we're we're drawn to the things that we love, right. often, often because of our past lives, and and so I mean, like look at my folks in my belly dancing classes, and I'm thinking, well, they could be bowling or they could be uh, taking a yoga class, but they're here, and why is that? And I feel that many of us are drawn to what we do because of our past lives. 
Oh, yes, I agree on that one. I think that's what drew me to dance itself since yes. childhood. And yes. that's how I met you, obviously. It was a trip to California in my early 20s, as you know. Yeah, that was a long, you know, it wasn't like that long ago because I don't want to say your age, but it was a while ago. <laughs> it was a ago. long time ago. <laughs> but in your early 20s, I mean, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's a young person before me if they're in their, their early 20s. But then I saw you dance and I was like, oh, she's got the spirit. <laughs> she's dancing with the spirit. That's why I started dancing, but it was really interesting in the way I met you, because I dreamt about you before I had met you. With, oh, really? With circumstances. Um, I was in my early 20s, and I'll never forget it, and um, the dancer that I was involved with at the time, you got to go to California, and you got to see so-and-so with all the glitz and glamour, and I was like, okay, okay. So I made arrangements to go, obviously, and prior, it was about two or three weeks, and it was such a vivid dream, and I have these dreams where I feel like I'm being called to sleep and get so Mm. tired, and it was one of those nights, and I drifted off to sleep, and I dreamt I was a really young girl, probably around seven to eight, in the French Mm. countryside, and I was in my grandfather's lap, and this German soldier showed up. Oh. And I was Romani. I didn't know what it was called oh. at the time. And yeah. I physically felt myself being gassed. Oh. I didn't know. And I, I knew about, like, Schindler's List, and I knew about all of that. But I had no idea about any of the other stuff because I had no education in that background. So I was in California, and I'm sitting there, and I watched everybody, and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not that they weren't phenomenal, because it was California. They were all phenomenal, obviously. Then this little gal burst on stage (laughs) in the most earthy costume I've ever seen. My (laughs) eyes lit up. I was like, I know her. I know that Uh, one. I know her, hmm. and I stalked you. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you were selling things with another gal and I came over to you and I said, I want you to come where I was living then. And you looked at me like, okay, (laughs) but I stalked you until I talked you into coming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all so familiar. That was absolutely familiar to me. The way you were dancing, the music, it hit me. I was Mm -hmm. like, I have to go where she's been. I recognize that. I was doing Turkish Romani in in that show. And um, uh, my guess is you probably had not seen it yet. Nope. And so, um, but I think um, you took to that style of dancing so well and so quickly that it resonated. I I could see that it was resonating with you. And... um, of course, the the Romani people or the people mm-hmm. that other people often call gypsies um, had such a horrendous uh, situation with the, the Nazis in Germany that, um, I mean, a lot of people don't don't know about it, but it it's it's true. And they still have a really 
difficult time yeah. of it throughout the world because they're discriminated against. Yes. But wow, that's so interesting. I've forgotten that story. Yeah, it hit <laughs> about me. About us. Like the, a ton of books when I saw you. It was instant recognition. Hmm. It feels to me like I've known you all my life. Yeah, well, we, we probably several lifetimes. We're together. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably yeah. come back and hopefully do the same thing, but different and better and, you know, at least yeah. for me, different and better. <laughs> yeah, well, for all of us. I, I mean, I I think if you get it right, then when you come back, um, it is it is better. <laughs> yeah. I have so, everybody has so much to learn. Um, yeah. With your work that you've done your entire life, what is some of your favorite things about dance? Other, this kind of dance, Middle Eastern dance, Raksharki, Turkish Oriental, all of this dance has such a higher meaning than a sexy costume and and the glitter. There's so much behind it. If somebody would ask you, what do you think is behind all of this veil? You're asking me what it, um, what is, uh, uh, what is it, uh, that it appeals to me, and what other things about it, or what other meaning? Yeah. Well, you know, when you see this dance form, when especially younger women, when they see this dance form, from my from my eyes, I remember when I first started dancing, everybody loves the costumes because they're so glamorous and beautiful and it's all glitter and gorgeous and and there's something about it. It's, it's sensual. It's, it's powerful. But behind all of that veil, there's another meaning to it. In your eyes, what is that meaning? Hmm. Wow, that's a good... A good question. Um, uh, well, let me start by saying I think everybody's drawn to it because of the 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 visual mm-hmm. and the, the the costuming and the music and it's it's very uh, exciting and it's intoxicating and and you also know that the woman who's on the stage. Um, is in complete control. It, mm-hmm. She really does have all the, the power. Uh, so I remember um, feminists saying to me, how can you dance in front of all those men and all that? And, and mm-hmm. I would say, you don't get it. I, I'm, I feel that I'm um, commanding my stage. Right. Um, but I think that in, in answer to your question, um, I think what's underneath it is an exchange of joy that happens between uh, the dancer and the audience, and mm-hmm. also uh, the dancers and the musicians. Oh yeah! Because back in those days, we all we had live bands. I mean, you couldn't do a show to a record, uh, so every place had live music. So there's this amazing exchange that takes place um, when you're when you're performing, and so it's like you're sending out your joyful energy, 
mm-hmm. and um, they're enjoying it, and so they're sending you their appreciative, joyful energy, and mm. and so so they're you're both actually making each other feel happier and better, and then that. Uh, that space between you and them, it's mm-hmm. almost like the energy spirals. It starts spiraling. Mm-hmm. So it's going back and forth between you, but it's also going upward. Right. And, um, and I, I think that's, that's fascinating. And we're also, not everything that we do is happy, 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 happy. When we're doing um, oriental dance or belly dancing, there's a time to uh, get in touch with your other feelings and to be introspective. And you take them with you on that journey. So if you're dancing and um, you, you touch their heart, uh, even though it's not a happy, exuberant kind of dance that you're doing, then then you relate to each other, and they if they feel um, I don't know uh, I guess understood in a way. It, you know, when you see right. somebody dancing and you relate to them, and and it brings out the same feelings that you are having and that the dancer is having, Uh I think it's validating and for everybody. Yes. I believe so too. Um, Do you think it's a very solitary journey to do this kind of work on a spiritual basis? Do you often feel alone? Oh God, I did. I did for a really long time. Um, because there wasn't anybody around who was doing it. And I didn't feel like I could talk to people about it because I didn't mm-hmm. want them to think I was crazy. And here I was a graduate student in psychology and and then uh, later a, a graduate student in, in social work. And so I, I, I was working and involved in that community. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I didn't want to look like a kook to everybody. <laughs> so it wasn't like now it's, it, now it's, um, all those new age kinds of ideas are, are so mm-hmm. commonplace and there are lots and lots and lots of people that you could talk to about these things. But in those days it, it was very lonely. It was a solitary path for me. And then about, um, oh gosh, 20, 20, 25 years ago, um, I did a sacred dance, uh, a solstice kind of ritual, and I it touched me so much, and I uh, I I said, oh, this this is what this is what I want to do. I want to know more about it. And I had another experience too, which is that a very dear friend of mine's husband died and Mm -hmm. I was 
with them in the hospital the night that he that he died and um i i I was really sad about it but i was trying to be strong for her and for him and um and the next day we had a rehearsal Mm -hmm. scheduled and the teacher could tell that that I wasn't quite right, but I, I was like, you know, I didn't want to talk about it, and I just wanted for, uh, to get to get on with things and to right. get through the rehearsals, so that um, I didn't I didn't want to feel my feelings, and it didn't feel like the proper place to do that. But she very wisely uh, she made us start dancing this sort of frenetic kind of of movement and the the next thing i knew i just collapsed into tears and um and i i i just couldn't help it and so it was the the movement with them and she knew exactly what she was doing and she Mm -hmm. knew that i needed to have a good cry and so um and I'm, you know, really, I'm private. I'm not the type of person who would just weep in front of other people. Right. Um, they were, you know, my my really close people. And so I thought, I realized then that the the movement was the catalyst the, mm-hmm. that helped me to uh, purge something that was inside of me that needed to come out. And I think that's a very important um, point for women to realize dance is a healer. Oh, God, yes. It is on every level. I mean, you don't have to be a professional dancer to be healed by movement. I wish people would realize that. Women have been dancing for centuries to heal themselves and others. Yes, 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 yes. And even if you... Even if you just put music on in your in your house and mm-hmm. just dance around in your pajamas, um, but find music that resonates with you and that feels right, uh, you'll feel better. You'll yeah. feel better at the end of it. And the scientists would say, "Oh, your endorphins are kicking in," and of course that's all true. But I think it's it's much more it's much more than that. Oh, I agree. There's something that transcends someone when you dance. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to be a dancer at uh-uh. all. No, absolutely not. It, it, and, and then I, I learned, um, because I was still, yeah, I mean, I've been dancing almost 50 years. And so I look back at dancing 25 years ago, and I think I was still fairly young in the art form back then. I, I was still um, very much interested in um, the outward things and the appearance and and um, I and dancing well. I, I always wanted to dance really well, mm. and I worked very very hard to sharpen my skills and hone my craft. Um, but sacred dance is is not about being a, a good dancer. Right. At all, it's it's just about using movement to create change. Yes, 
you know, and it's change in yourself. It's change in the people who see you. Um, and and it, you can also use it to connect with what, whatever spiritual um, source that makes sense to you. And you and the spiritual source actually start working together on uh, on giving you what you need or on telling you how to give others what they need. It's it's fascinating. Oh, yes. I, I agree. I think it's almost like a deep, deep therapy section within yourself. Like, yeah. Of, y- yes. You know, you go mm. in so deep when you do movements like that. Yeah, that's very well put. That's exactly um, that's that's exactly true. It's it's therapeutic, and it's not dance therapy because dance therapy, it's it's another thing. Yes, it's a thing. It's another thing that uses these principles. Um, by the way, but um, I studied dance therapy for a while, and mm-hmm. and I know that. Um, you have to be really careful about saying, I'm, you know, this is going to be a therapy session or I'm going to do therapy with a person right. because that has a whole other uh, set of expectations and regulations and liability issues. And, and your, your, your covenant with them, mm-hmm. it, your contract with them is very different than um, if you're, if you're dancing with people and it and it turns out to be therapeutic for them, then um, it's not dance therapy. You, you know what I mean? It's like it's not right. dance therapy, but it's therapeutic dance. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I know when I was in college years ago, as you know, I went to school for dance therapy and I worked with handicapped children. Mm-hmm. Of course, I didn't graduate because I wanted to dance. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. But when I worked with them, their demeanor changed when they moved. Sure. Um, but you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's different, but I've never seen a set of women so happy as when they can cry and dance afterwards. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. And eat chocolate. And eat chocolate. <laughs> yep, yep. Dance, cry, and chocolate. Well, you know, there's something therapeutic about chocolate, too. <laughs> it stimulates the pleasure center in the brain. Oh, that's yes. why That's why in the malls, those places that are, that are baking those amazing chocolate chip cookies, mm-hmm. they have fans that blow <laughs> the scent out so that when you're walking by, you can't help but smell it. And and already you're drawn to it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, and there's probably like business. women shopping and smelling chocolate chip cookies. It's probably a good combination. <laughs> right. Right. So Artemis, tell me about some of the projects you're going to be doing in Sacred Dance. So people know where to find you, your website, um, your Zoom workshops as well, and are you teaching on Zoom? Yeah, I am teaching on Zoom. Um, well, uh, I, I one thing I want to tell you about 
is that I, uh, with two other uh, spiritual sisters of mine, we do um, um, an annual solstice celebration. We still carry on that tradition. Um, and uh, another thing was that I discovered the Sacred Circle Dance people. Mm-hmm who are amazing. There actually is an organization called Sacred Circle Dance, and you can, you can find them. They're all over the world, mm-hmm. and they, they do some uh, traditional dances, even ancient dances, um, and they also uh, create their own dances, and they, it, it's open to everybody in, in every faith, and I've been going weekly to a sacred circle um, group that's run by a woman named Evelyn Beck. Okay. Who, who's like in her eighties and Mm -hmm. she's, I look at her and I think, I want to be you when I grow up. (laughs) You know, she's just so wonderful and she's such a wise woman. And um, so I, I do that for my own growth uh the weekly with her um but i also and she oh and she learned how to zoom so um, oh. how cool is that that in her 80s good for evelyn um, go evelyn <laughs> yeah so and um i have studied with amel tafsut mm-hmm. who does north african and uh, alessandra belloni who does mm-hmm. tarantella and um, Maitina, who is in the Umbanda tradition, so I've I've added a lot of things that I've learned from them into um, uh, my spiritual practice, but doing it kind of like my, my own way. And so I I would like to teach more about sacred dance. Uh, I I'm I'm not sure that Zoom is is the best venue for that because I, I I like to be with people sure so that you can kind of keep an eye on everybody and 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 adjust yourself accordingly and because you're you're driving the bus right and sure. you have yeah. to you 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 have to be able to know when to bring it up and when to tone it down and what direction to go to um but I teach other things on Zoom. I, I uh, just taught a workshop on Romani music, dance, and culture worldwide mm-hmm. that that I'm going to expand on. And um, uh, I'm going to repeat it, but I'm going to make it uh, much longer. And I'm, I'm doing a teacher training, and I'm, I do um, – uh, of course, I teach Turkish Oriental and Turkish Romani, but I also teach generic um, belly dancing or Middle Eastern dance. I'm doing a, um, a two-part lecture on uh, uh, the history of belly dance, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that's going to be from Mahin. And um, people can go to my website, okay. uh, which which is www.artemismurat.com and that's spelled A-R-T-E-M-I-S and then the word dances. D- no, 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 no. Uh, that's, <laughs> oops, I almost uh, 
I gave you the wrong information. It's okay. My... Go ahead and do it again. That's what editing is yeah. for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Andrew. <laughs> yeah. um, my website is www.artemismurat.com. And so that's spelled A-R-T-E-M-I-S. And then my last name, M is in Mary, O U. R A T like Tom Artemismurat.com. And uh, so people can find me through that. Okay. And I would love to share what I know with with anyone and everyone. Oh, I also uh, learned and studied with Orion Foxwood mm -hmm. and uh, Jim Midget, who are just Wonderful, wonderful, wise, wise people. I've met Orion, I believe, a couple times. Yeah, yeah. You, he you, did a reading you, for me. He's pretty amazing. Yeah. I'd love to interview him sometime if he'd ever be up to it. Oh, okay. I'll call him up and tell him. Okay. Also, folks, if anybody would like to get a hold of Artemis and didn't get her website successful, you can find me on Facebook on DD Moonflyer. Or you can also email me at twilighttonic1 at gmail.com. And I will get you all that information to her. Don't miss her. She's pretty amazing, loving, and probably one of the best teachers I've ever studied with in my 30 years. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Dee Dee. I love you. I love you too, sweetie.